awesome. You're listening to the Food and Fitness Podcast, the show about all things related to food and fitness. Follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at food.fitnesspodcast. We're your hosts, Jess White, Jackie Vandertoon, and Dave Marshall. On today's episode, we are joined by Talon Martin, who is the inspiring coach behind BuiltByTalon.com. Talon is a qualified fitness and nutrition coach who has a passion for helping people achieve their goals and provides one-on-one coaching and guidance on everything from sports performance to weight loss to how to lead a healthy and happy lifestyle. He also has his own podcast called Built to Succeed that we encourage you to check out as well. Your passion for motivating people, goals, and self-improvement are so in line with everything that we talk about on our podcast. So I am so happy that you're able to join us today. Thank you. I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to join you guys. It's uh, I love like collaborating with people and uh, supporting local stuff. And you guys are like right along with that. And so I'm, uh, I'm super happy to be on here. Awesome. So let's dive in. Um, just to get started, I would love to ask what made um, kind of the big impact on you to choose fitness as a career path? And why are you so passionate about helping others become the best version of themselves? Uh, yes. So like when I was in high school, I was, uh, I wasn't the most fit. Um, I was like, like I was overweight. And so I really, really dove into, and I just love sports too. Like I played hockey all my life and everything like that. So, um, I was like, okay, you know what? I want to do some change. And so I dove right into like the whole gym thing. Right. So taking every gym class, super gym, which was like, uh, weightlifting, uh, class like that. So learning about all that sort of stuff and then just going to work out. And, uh, my last semester of grade 12, uh, was, uh, kinesiology gym class and two credit co-op at a gym. So I just like breezed through final, like final semester. Everybody else has got like calculus and things like that. And I'm just working out for like three hours. So, um, that kind of, uh, set me on the uh, on the path. Uh, then I went to school for health and fitness promotion at uh, Humber College. But uh, a lot of it too is just like I kind of just like fell in love with it. Um, I, I love exercise, and then I, I also I just loved what I was able to do for myself. And so it's like okay, let's take this and let's help other people. And just as I've gone through it over the life over my life, I guess my span, my training life, I guess you can say. I've just wanted to help more and more and more. And then also I've gone through things in my life that have had setbacks. And so for me getting over those, it's like, okay, Hey, like literally I'm no one special. So if I can do all these sort of things then other people can do it too. It's just sometimes you just need that little nudge. And so knowing that I've done it, um, I just want to help as many people as possible. And uh, because I just love, um, feeling how I feel. Um, and I want others to ex- experience that. Sorry. That's awesome. Like, I think we, we've talked before on the podcast about how um, just exercise in general, if you don't find joy in it, find something, find a different way to exercise to find, that brings you joy. And I love that exercise brings you enough joy that you have decided to make this your journey in life. Okay. Some people call me crazy and I'm okay with that. I, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, it's, uh, I, I love it. Um, and yeah, I do believe everyone should do some form of it. Uh, movement literally 
is medicine um, and not enough of us do it. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you touched on something perfectly there, which segues into something I was going to ask is, um, you know, different people have different things. So when you look at fitness, fitness can mean very different things to very different people and especially athletes or even different members of a team, um, different members, uh, say a lineman in football versus a quarterback or running back are going to be training very differently. So how do you define fitness for yourself and with your personal training, how do you develop a program when someone else may view fitness differently than you? Yeah, that's a good question. How do I view fit, like how do I view fitness? Um, or what do you define fitness for yeah, yourself? Do, yeah, sorry. How do I define? Ah, uh, honestly, yeah, um, moving and and feeling good. Um, because I've I've gone through periods of my life where I haven't moved and. Um, a lot of it was my fault. I had surgeries and things like that. And just like how I felt was absolutely horrible. And so I feel great when I move, no matter what it is, even if I go for a walk, it's just like mentally, physically, everything just helps uh, me feel a little bit better. So I, yeah, I feel as just fitness as something that just will help you make you feel better. And, and you know what, there's like your, your healthier heart, you're going to get stronger and things like that. So all that sort of stuff is going to help us down the road even though it may be like hard to do right now it's going to be we're going to thank ourselves like 40 years down the road when when we're like old and trying to get out of a chair and it's really really hard right so um yeah i don't know if i really answered that question it's a pretty tough one but like um yeah i just i want to feel good and doing this sort of stuff even though like some people might think some of the things i do is crazy like you never want to compare like my year, I don't know, 18 to your day one. And it's going to look a heck of a lot differently. And I've tried different things um, along the way. I've done powerlifting, weightlifting. Like um, now I'm doing like conditioning, crazy workouts, things like that. So it's like keeping things fresh for me. But ultimately, I just want to feel good. Um, and then like uh, for like my clients, it all kind of depends on what they really, really want. Right. Generally, like 90% of the people who I see is going to be some sort of weight loss. Okay. So um, a lot of my programming, it's like, I'm not going to force them to do like super, super heavy weights. We will do heavy weights, but I'm not going to do like a, a power lifting style workout where we're going to do max weight for three reps to two reps kind of thing. Right. So um, just the goal is to kind of keep them moving. Um, but a lot of it too is like training their mindset as well, because like until you fix upstairs, like you're not gonna be able to fix your body. Um, and so there's a lot of things that go on with that. So it's not so much just like, like you can have a, a really, really bad plan and have great results if you stick to it and you can have a really, really good plan, but bad results. Did I say that right? I'm trying to think back, but yep. so, yeah, yeah, you're on the right track. Uh, yeah. So uh, you can have like a, a really good plan and have bad results because you didn't put anything into it too. Right. So it's right. helping them guide through that sort of stuff. And like, like I said, the programming is kind of the easy parts. It's uh, like coaching them through that sort of stuff. So it all kind of depends on what their actual goal is. And that's when we develop um, what they need to do basically. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, Talon, um, 
you've said some things. I always get excited when I talk to people and I, I just wish that I could tap into so much that you've talked about. <laughs> um, one of the reasons why we call ourselves the food and fitness podcast is because fitness means so much to different people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm so excited when you talk about that kind of well-rounded version of what fitness is. However, you did mention goals, and that's something that we started talking about in our first podcast and the importance of goals, in particular, SMART goals. And uh, we, we all know we set goals for ourselves this summer, and some of us did well, and some of us didn't do well, and we learned from, from our goals. I'm curious, as to somebody who's been in the industry for a long time, do you have a current current goal that you're working towards and how do you keep yourself accountable to yourself to reach that goal? So my current goal, I actually like, um, so I don't really ever have one. I know it sounds crazy. Um, but like just recently I did this whole 75 hard program. Um, if you haven't heard that, like um, Andy Frazella, he's got, uh, his own podcast and it's just a program it's about mental toughness and it's just something to challenge you so you do like two workouts a day two 45 minute workouts a day which some people think is crazy but you could do like a, a walk and things like that right like it's not something you don't have to beat the, the, the like beat yourself up during these workouts but a lot of it is like getting you to do the things you don't want to do when you um don't want to do them right um and that's kind of like where I was sort of at it's just like okay if something did pop up in my life maybe I'll sacrifice my workout like I was kind of getting a lot better with that um, because I am kind of crazy so um, but when you think about any time in your life how often have you um, well this is just everyone I'm not singling you guys out but like how often have you like pushed your workout aside right it's generally the one thing that gets sacrificed Um, so uh, if you've read uh, Stephen Covey's book, uh, Seven Habits of uh, Highly Effective People, so like there's a quadrant one and quadrant twos, right? There's quadrant three and quadrant four, but they're not going to really apply to this. So like quadrant two is where we are all our life sort of stuff that we need to really focus on. So like spending time with family, exercise, like all these things that are we need to do now that are going to like have greater effects down the road. But we focus too much on quadrant one which is like the urgent sort of stuff that we quote unquote say. So it's like emails and um, meetings and all that sort of stuff. Um, we sacrifice all, sorry, we sacrifice our quadrant two stuff. So our life sort of style goals, um, lifestyle stuff for those quadrant one stuff. And that's where we get into like these health issues and everything like that, because we're sacrificing all that for these urgent things where it's like, you know what, that person could get that, like, I don't have to reply to that email right away. I could go do my hour workout, come back and do it kind of thing like that. Right. Um, so I, I kind of got off track and I really forgot the question there. So <laughs> no, no, no worries. So I, I'm kind of going to put words in your mouth. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, it sounds yeah, like your yeah, goal you, is a daily goal simply yeah. by every day focusing on that, which is important, meaning that your exercise routine is up there. And so, yes, you've got yeah. emails and kids and, and, you know, all this stuff, but exercise floats to the top always. Is that kind of yeah, well, how I hear yes you? No. Um, a lot of it now is like, now, like I have, so goals are very, very tricky because it's great to have goals, but goals can also be extremely overwhelming. Okay. I so say it's like, I want to lose 50 pounds and it's just like, 
wow, like that's 50 pounds. I have to lose that. Like that's super, super, that's, that's large. Right. So I'm very, very big on like focusing on today and winning today. So I write a list out of everything that I want to do. Okay. I don't go over five because if you get like eight, nine and 10, then that's just like, that's, there's no point. It's these critical tasks. You can say uh, your success checklist and they all align for what I want to do. And so those are the things I need to get done. And I, that is my, now my goal is to, no matter what happens in my day, that these things that I have written down, I need to accomplish them. Because if I don't, I'm not going to get to where I want to be. Like I'm trying to build a business and I'm also trying to stay in shape and things like that too. I'm trying to raise a good family and everything like that. So I, I focus on trying to complete these daily tasks rather than the goals and just exercise just happens to be one of those. But as soon as you start giving yourself an inch, like we're automatically going to take a mile. Right. So that's where it's like, Hey, you know what? I've committed to this. This is what I need to stick to and complete them. And then each and every single day just gets easier and easier to do that. Because think about going back to like any time we try to complete a goal, especially when we focus on that, like overwhelming part of like the big, large goal that we want to get, like there's times where we do great, but as soon as we start to not do so great, um, or we give ourselves that leeway, we just like, okay, you know what? I am a little tired. I didn't sleep very well last night, so I'm just going to let it go. And the next, you know, it's like the next day and the next day and the next day. And it's like three days later, four days later, you're like, oh, maybe I should get onto back into it. And you're just, it's like this revolving wheel that we kind of get into and we never actually break free. So I'm just trying to, for myself to make sure I kind of always break free of that. Awesome. I love it. Well done. I feel like yeah. when you were talking about the revolving wheel, you were explaining my life. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's, 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 it's everyone, right? Like, and it's, it's not even just in like fitness. Um, it's like in all different aspects of our life, but what people forget is at some, in some aspect of their life, they have actually done it. They have been successful with something and they've broken through like those tough points, right? It's just like, you graduated from university, you got a degree, like you got through those tough points, like parts, like you didn't stop and restart, stop and restart. So you carried on through no matter how hard it got. So it's like, okay, Hey, or even if you built a business or something like that, like you have done it in certain areas of your life. It's just realizing that you can do it and you can apply that to everything else. It kind of seems like when you're talking about goals, instead of um, like, painting a whole house in one stroke it's kind of you know doing one section at a time is that you're looking at maybe instead of losing 50 pounds you're going to lose 10 and then you're mm -hmm. going to work towards another 10 yeah right and those are more achievable uh goals and you know once you you're like okay i'm at eight two more that's not that bad rather mm -hmm. than saying eight i have 42 more to go right or even like look bringing it down like week by week right so okay i want to i want to lose one pound this week okay because like in all fairness, if it took you a year to put on 50 pounds, it's not going to take you six weeks. It's going to take you that year to like, and right. Like that's the thing is like realities versus expectations that are never where they want to be. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I I'm experiencing this with my raising my children. Like <laughs> I think they should be going to bed right now, but yeah, they're not going to bed right now. Right. And so it's just like managing that expectation uh, versus reality. And so like breaking it down to a week, okay, hey, I need to, I want to lose one pound this week. 
So then you break it down even further. So what do I need to do today in order to achieve that goal at the end of the week? And then if you won that day, then it's going to carry on the next day and you're going to win that day and that day. So you break it down to these smaller, like micro goals, I guess you can say. Um, and it's going to help you out so much further down the road and it's going to keep you more successful because it's less just focusing on today is a heck of a lot stressful than focusing on the end of the week, let alone like six months down the road. Right. And you're going to carry positive momentum through everything. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I'm a huge believer in like, literally writing things down. Like I write, I write it down on my day timer. And as soon as I like finish it, I scratch it all out because then at the end of the day or at the end of the week, you're like, wow, I won that day. I won that day. I won that day. And no matter what happened during the day, say you had a bad email, like bad five minutes, you can still look and you're like, yeah, you know what? I still won that day. So it was still a good day. And then all that momentum keeps carrying forward. And there's so much satisfaction in crossing something off the list. Yeah, right. But it's <laughs> like, really I, I, I do suggest like, don't use your phone. Um, always like I, I, I use this big day timer because I'm always carrying it around. So I'm always seeing it like in your phone. You're never going to see it unless you go into your notes app or if you have an app like that. Um, so I, I'm a firm believer of like that. So it's your positive, like you're, you're always um, recognizing, you're always seeing it. So you get that reinforcement of why you're doing things. Awesome. And I know in one of your episodes, you talk about an equation when it comes to goals. Uh, so why plus goal plus action equals success. So how do you, how do you use this equation to help people set a proper smart goal? So, um, I, I'm a, a big guy on like finding your why. Okay. And, and actually it's like, it's not even new. It's all recycled. There's a lot of people who talk about it, but this kind of dabbles into like motivation because motivation kind of is like quote unquote, like crap. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> because motivation is great when things are going great, but motivate when things aren't going great, like there's no motivation, right? You're not motivated to do things. You're not motivated to continue on. Like it's just so, so hard. So I have, I for myself and I have my clients like think about why, why they are doing these things. Why do they want to achieve this goal? And sure. Okay. Yes, I just want to feel better. Like, that's great. But like, what's the deep, the deep why, like what your true reason as to why you want to achieve this goal. So on those days that it is very, very unmotivating, you're like, okay, you bring up why your why. And it's like, I am doing this because of this, this, and this. Okay. Um, and then that way it just allows you, it's like, okay, you know what? I can do this. I want to like achieve this for this specific reason. And uh, it allows myself and others to kind of like really continue to go on because like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like I get up at 4am every morning, but it's like, I don't enjoy every single day getting up at 4am, but like there's reasons why I want to do it. And so it's like, okay, that's why I'm going to get out of bed and do it. So but, uh, and then, and then when it comes down to it, it's like, okay, finding out why, and then you have to take action because it's great to say things, but it, like how many, like I've done it many times, but how many times have you said you're going to do something and you just never do it? And it's just like, okay, just, just take that action. Just take that step. And it's never going to be as bad as what we think in our head. We always make every single situation worse. Um, and so it's never as bad as what we do. So develop that why 
take action on it and then do you just got like you will eventually get there so we're going to keep bringing up podcast uh quotes from you because you keep <laughs> dropping like these knowledge bombs um <laughs> one of your uh, recent episodes is uh, change is tough and so are you mm-hmm. so a lot of people uh they can adapt to change well. Some people, it takes them a while. And a lot of people are really, they resist change um, strongly. So it's the last thing they want to do inside. They're like, you know, that toddler that's kicking and screaming and saying no, but outside they're just like, I'm not there yet. Right. So when people are struggling with change or it's something that, you know, they want to get over that hurdle. I think you've, you've kind of touched on it briefly before is that first mental step how how do you carry a client over that first hurdle and or how do you encourage them to get over that first hurdle what is that point like how that's the hardest step right that first step is the hardest step Mm -hmm. once you got that going you have a momentum so how do you get that first little little tidbit going so it's like okay so what is the change that's what we'll kind of talk about right and then it's just like what's the worst thing that can happen okay, you don't succeed the first time, that's fine. Not um, any, any successful person in their life, like um, say the uber successful business person, like how many, do you know how many times they've failed? Yeah. The, the only, like a ridiculous amount. And then it's just like the one time, right? But we always base uh, how we judge like things off that one success, right? So it's like, oh, wow, well, they did this and they did this. But it's like, yeah, but they like all the, like that classic iceberg thing. We see like this much on the top and then like this much down below is what we do right. see. And so it's just like, it's like kind of like just informing them of that because as human beings, we like, we want to survive. Right. So our initial reaction is always to think of what can go wrong. And that's the first thing we can do. Um, mm-hmm. So like, uh, have you guys heard of the book, uh, the five second rule by Mel Robbins? It's a really, really good book. Um, but she basically talks like as soon as you start to have that negative self-talk or if you're trying to defeat a habit, you count down from five and then you immediately take action, right? So say in the case of uh, you starting to have that negative self-talk saying, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this. You count down from five, four, three, two, one. And then you just like start thinking of positive things and just you yeah. automatically take action. Or if you're trying to lose weight and you're staring at a bag of chips, five, four, three, two, one walk away. Right. Um, so yeah. Um, I totally lost my, my train of thought there. I apologize. That's like an editing. No, it was- <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, Oh man, what was the question? I'm so good at like, here's the, here's the question. And then this is like me like going up. I'm sorry. Um, what I totally forget the question. Change is tough. So are you. So what, how do I help people change? Yeah. Um, okay. Ready? <laughs> and go. Yeah. Um, so with helping people change, it's just like, it's never going to happen like this, right? It's going to be a constant, just re you know, like affirmation, re, um, re encouraging them and things like that, because like there are going to be screwed ups. I screw up every single day, but it's like, okay, Hey, like you, are you going to sit here and just wallow in like, I, I do suggest when you do quote unquote fail. Okay. I like to call mm-hmm. it as like learning. 
um, kind of like stay there for a quick second and like really, really feel what's going on right there because, and then just, just take that because you don't want to go be here again. Right. So you use that as a little bit of fuel, but ultimately like I have this, um, we're ultimately we are going to mess up and it's not the end of the world. What I like to do this drill with a lot of my clients is like at the end of the week, we discuss what they did well. Okay. Um, sorry. Um, uh, so, uh, yes, what they did well. Okay. So reflecting back on this past week, what did they do? Well, what did they kind of like, didn't do the greatest. Okay. What can they, what can they stop doing? I guess you can say, um, and then what can they continue to do well? Right. So I get them to think of like something that they, um, sorry, I messed that up again. Look, I, was a little okay. it didn't screw up and then I screwed up once and I was like, ah, no, it's called the start, stop, continue. There you go. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so the drill I like to do with my clients is called the start, stop, continue. So what can I start doing reflecting back on this week? So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, Hey, uh, you know what? I find I'm going to probably be a lot more successful with my workouts if I start getting up earlier. Okay. And doing my workouts before work rather than afterwards. And it's like, what can I stop doing? So I was snacking a little bit more than I needed to while I was making dinner. So it's like, okay, Hey, I can stop doing that. And then thinking about something Yo, people that do that. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Um, and then what you can continue to do. So pointing out something they did well, so they can carry that forward. But a lot of it is like recognizing a lot of people don't know you need to change until you actually recognize the change. So by getting them to think about something they need to stop doing, then they all of a sudden become conscious of it. Right. And a lot of it, like think of like the, the snacking while you're eating, like, do you know, sorry, while you're making dinner, do you know how many extra calories you can kind of get during that? Like, especially if it's like something like cheese or like who hasn't shredded cheese and grabbed like a mitful, like, let's be honest, like I did yesterday. So you have um, to try it to make sure it's still right? good. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it safe for my kids to eat this? Like, uh, yeah. Right. Um, so like recognizing something like all of a sudden your calories can start going down a lot further. And then all of a sudden you start losing a little bit more weight and a little bit more weight. Right. So it's just recognizing what the change needs to be. And then just kind of like not getting mad at yourself as Elsa says it, just let it go. But we, we get back into that like circle, as I talked about earlier, as we, um, if you've, uh, um, um, I'm not going to read the title out loud, how to give a F without, sorry, living the subtle life without having to give an F by Mark Manson. He talks about um, this pity circle. So we start at the very, very top. And it's like, okay, I'm ready for change. I'm going to change. This is awesome. I'm ready to go. It's going great. It's going great. Going great. Like something happens in my life that throws me off track a little bit. And you're like, oh, well, you know what? It's Friday. I'll start again on, on Monday. And so we just like blow the weekend off and I'm just like crushing like, an insane amount of calories, but then Monday comes around you're like, ah, wow, I, I don't feel good about this. So I'm going to like, kind of keep going, right? Like, it's like you get into that little bit of like a pity party. And then we kind of start climbing back up to the top and we're like, okay, no, you know what? I'm ready for change again. Let's, this is enough for this, but we just continue to go around in that circle. Right. So that's where we want to like break free and start going kind of like straight across the board. So recognizing what you need to change, but also not like forgiving yourself is a big thing. Forgive yourself for falling off the wagon, right? 
Um, and it's like, okay, I forgave myself for that. It's not the end of the world. The world didn't stop, right? Just hop back on and let's keep moving forward. But we tend to um, not forgive ourselves and just get mad at ourselves. And then it's just like that snowballing effect, right? So a lot of what change, it's just constantly helping them through figuring it out because everyone's going to like find everyone's going to like, um, change is going to be a little bit different for everybody. And so it's just like, they're going to have to eventually figure it out on their own. But uh, all I can do is kind of be there and support. And there's a lot of great books too. I'm a huge, I'm a huge book guy. I don't think you can read enough books, but, and that's like a big, huge factor for a lot of my change in my life. So there's a lot of great books that I um, let my clients know to read, but that's also a, a constant reinforcement thing. Like uh, kind of the same thing as like the, the, my daily to-do list that I carry around, like always have me kind of thinking about it. Um, because if we're not thinking about it, then we're not going to create that change. I think one thing that uh, I really like that you touched on is um, when you say, what's the worst that can happen? And once you put that into context, it's, I think it's a lot easier to, to deal with down the road because I mean, we are our own worst enemy. I think the worst thing that anyone has ever heard is when their parents say, you don't want to know what's going to happen if I have to come up there right? Because then your mind goes crazy. You're like, they're going to do this and blah, 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 right? But if your parents, like, if I come up those stairs, I'm going to have to give you a stern talking to you and I'll give you a hug before bed. Like, you're like, ah, whatever, that's fine. I can deal with that. So I appreciate the fact that you're willing to put the worst that can happen into reality because it doesn't seem so bad. And then Mm -hmm. once you know what the worst can happen, you can avoid it. And if it does happen, you're already prepared for it, right? Right. There are some like super dramatic people are like, well, I could die. It's like, well, you're not, you're not going to die. Okay. Like <laughs> by eating a few less calories, like chances are you'll live a little longer. Right. Or um, yeah. So there's like, I have a few dramatic people that it's just like, okay, that's just easy there killer. But it, it, like going back to that whole, like going to the negative thing, like it's so true. Like how many times have we got an email from like somebody like, Hey, we need to talk or a text message. You're like, Oh no, what yeah. do they want to talk about? Like, <laughs> do they do they hate me like or is it like if it's a work i'm like am i getting fired like what's going on right like we automatically go right to the most negative thing and we just torture ourselves especially if it's like a monday and they want to meet on thursday and you just torture yourself and then you go in and thursday and it's like oh yeah we just want to like congratulate you for doing a great job and you're like oh wow so i just like wasted that whole like three days of just worrying um so it's just like a lot of it too is like um, I remember watch, watching the Michael Jordan documentary and at one point they're like, why worry? Why would I worry about a shot I haven't taken yet? And so right. it's just like, as soon as I heard that, it's just like, yeah, like, why would I worry about these sort of things? Like I will deal with them when they come. Um, Lauren Johnson, I, I believe that's her name. I totally forget. She had a great quote on a podcast I was listening to. She's like, the definition of mental toughness is accepting your reality and responding not reacting so it's just like whatever you're and this is like this can be applied to like everything right like every current situation that everyone thinks is horrible right now it's just like or the things that we're out of we're like okay there's a few things i want to dab on this like talk a little bit on this one sorry you, you set me off here i'm ready to rock um, go <laughs> yeah. but it's like we uh a um we all we ever stress about are the things we can't control like everything that you're you're stressing about is like generally the things you cannot control want to know what you can control 
your actions. That is it. What you do in this next moment is the only thing that you can control. Okay. You can't control your kids. You can't control your spouse. You can't control the people at work. You can influence those people, but ultimately you cannot control those. So that is part of accepting our reality. And it's like, okay, so now that I've accepted this reality, now I need to respond to these situations, right? And far too often we react based on our emotions in those current situations. Like, have you ever got an email that just like set you off? I have. I'll be honest. Yeah. I have. <laughs> and it's just that like would be that, daily. Yeah, that first draft that you like fire off, you're like, oh yeah, they're gonna get it, and it's just like yeah, I shouldn't send that. No. Right. But that's the thing is like, we, we ought to like, that's the worst thing you can do is we act based on your current emotions. And so in the case of those emails, it's like, let's take a step back. Let's wait a day. Like, cause you're going to sleep over it. You're going to think about it a little bit more and you're like, okay, Hey, I've calmed down a little bit. Now I can actually respond clearly, but so many people react in that way with every situation in their life. Like, waiting in the hospital today uh, to get my daughter's cast taken off the lady, there was a lineup for the x-rays and she's like, this is like, she used some foul language, but she's like, this is like, this is awful. I'm not waiting. This is stupid. Like, and all of a sudden she's like, this hospital is the worst hospital. And she's just like, you know what? Like it is what it is. Right. So as soon as you start accepting that, then you can actually respond to it rather than reacting because you're never going to make the best decision when you start reacting. Um, and so, yeah, so back on, back on track there. Sorry. I, I kind of got off, but yeah, sorry. So that's like the definition of, uh, of mental toughness is responding to your situation and realizing that you cannot control it. And then you just have to deal with it. And it is what it is. Hmm. But that's really, that's really interesting. Thank you for pointing that out. And, uh, you know, that's part of the thing that I like to incorporate with the fitness is the psychological component. And you've tapped into that a lot you know, and you've mentioned a lot of books and you've mentioned a lot of things. And I know that you would love all of your clients to complete their programs and get to where they want to go, whether it be 50 pounds, whether it be, you know, hike a thousand kilometers, whether it be, you know, play softball or whatever, but people quit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, th I think of that poem by Whittier, you know, don't quit when things get tough and, you know, it's all uphill, you know, don't quit. How do you help people to keep them on track to not quit when they're like that close to not quit? Yeah. Um, sometimes like people do need to like go in and out a little bit. Right. And that's part of that whole like learning sort of thing. Um, and, but ultimately I, I, a lot of the times when people go to quit, it's just like, they're at that point too, where it's like, there's no going back at that. And so like me forcing it upon them is just like, okay, Hey, you know what? I'm here to support you. If you feel like this is what you need to do, then that's okay. Okay. I'm going to be here when you need me. And I will always like, if you have any questions or anything like that, don't hesitate. I want to like, I want to help. Right. So, um, because like, yeah, we're, we're going to have these moments where there is like, cause we need, we ultimately, we do need to fit like fall down, I guess you can say, so we can learn to pick ourselves back up. Right. Um, and that face that adversity and everything like that. Um, but a lot of it too, is like, I, I'll, I, um, I had a couple of clients go through this 75 hard with me and I've kind of coached them through it. And it's just like, I tell them to quit tomorrow. 
Okay. So if you're struggling today, you finish today and you quit tomorrow because by the time you wake up tomorrow, you're just like, well, that wasn't so bad. Right. That goes back that whole, we're reacting on our emotions, on our current emotions. Um, and then it's just like uh, a lot of it. I found myself too, is like to help me get through my sort of things and like daily things at the end of the day, would I be happy with what I did or would I be upset with myself? And I can tell you what, if I'm happy with what I did, I'm going to fall asleep a heck of a lot better. But if I'm, I'm not happy, it's going to be, I'm going to sit there and stew and just be mad at myself. Right. And then it's like the next day and it's to get that snowball effect. Right. So it's just like, I ask myself and my clients, it's like, okay, at the end of the day, are you going to be proud of your day or are you going to be upset with your effort for the day? And what, what do you think is going to cause more, um, pain, I guess you can say, or more, uh, discomforts, right. And generally like, and, and part of it is they're going to, they are have to experience that, like being disappointed, quote unquote, disappointed with themselves to really recognize like, no, I don't want to go through that again. Right. So, but ultimately that's the question I asked is like, at the end of the day, are you going to be proud with your effort or are you going to be like, upset with the effort that you put in and generally when they start thinking about that that helps them kind of get through but a lot of it that whole quit tomorrow thing is a pretty good one as well i'm I'm gonna use that i have students in midterms right now and i know a lot of them are just i just want to quit and then we've had students that have quit in the last week i'm gonna use that i'm gonna tell them because i'm handing it back i'm gonna say you feel like quitting quit tomorrow i love that i love that thank you or or finish finish this project or whatever it is this test even like it doesn't have to be like fitness related, like anything in life. Okay. Hey, finish this project and then quit. And then once you get through that, you're like, Oh, you know what? That wasn't so bad. I was able to do it. You recognize that you were able to do it. And it's like, okay, you know what? I actually have this. I can do this. I love it. Yeah. I think I, I was told the same thing when we were playing football and it was like, if you want to quit, quit when the practice is done, like that's it. Or when the game's over, like then you can quit, but you can't quit now. And it's like, Oh, that was the worst thing to hear. Right. But then you're just like, fine, like I'll, I'll do it. And you know, 80% effort, but then you're just like, no, I, I think I can do this now. Right. And that's yeah. like, too, like, um, part of like my, my goal, Oh, sorry. Like why I do things is like, I can't, if I did something last week, I can't live with myself knowing that I put a better effort in last week than I did this week too. Right. And so it's just like that whole going, that whole practice, like 80%, you're like, no, 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 no. Like I, I'm not going to just put 80% in, but yeah, that goes into that whole like quit, like at the end of the practice is like, stop basing your decisions on your current feelings mm-hmm. because we get so caught up on all the negative things that were going on. Um, and it's just like, Oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And you start that negative self-talk. Um, but as soon as you sort of like, okay, I'll quit after this, then you're like, okay, you know, what? I can do this. I pump you, you turn that negative self-talk and start thinking about positive self-talk as well. That's yeah. a huge thing. Just mind blown right now. Like all of these tidbits. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to shake things up a little bit and kind of right. change the topic a little bit. Um, was we've had a lot of guests on our show. Um, we always talk about their fitness journeys and a lot of them, um, and a lot of the guests that we've had on are runners. So it just makes sense. But a lot of the people that we've had on, um, enjoy outdoor exercise. 
Um, and I think more so in this past year too, just with the fact that gyms have been closed like two thirds or more, I can't even keep track. I know they're open now, but gyms have been closed. They've been really affected by the pandemic. Um, with all of that being said, I know a lot of people still enjoy indoor class type workouts, me included. Um, but what do you see the fitness industry kind of changing or do you think it's going to bounce back to being in the gym? Like that's how people think of fitness. Um, but what do you see the big shift or is there a big shift happening that you're, that you're noticing? Um, I like people have adjusted. So, right. So a lot of people have like bought an equipment and things like that. And that's really, really great. Um, but ultimately like, no, like, uh, everyone that was working out outside right now is going to start coming inside because like <laughs> it, it's dang cold. I was, I was doing like bear crawls in the parking lot and it was wet and like six 30 yesterday morning. It's just like, this is miserable. Um, and so like slowly everyone's going to kind of start creeping back in and you, I like gyms do provide a lot of really, really great value. I love going to a gym, um, mostly because I'm not going to also buy like all the weights from like five to a hundred pound dumbbells. Cause that's just ridiculously expensive. Um, and I've always just loved working out in the gym. I never really actually liked working outside until like last year with all the shutdowns. And so it's like, I started to get a little bit better of appreciation with that. So I think people will uh, like adapt to the weather and things like that. Right. Like it's, it's not very fun running outside. I tried that last year and it's just like, Oh man, this is awful. Um, (laughs) It was, it was the first time. And then it's just like, okay, no, you can do this. And it's just like, once you get used to like the breathing and like the cold, deathly air, it's like, <gasps> gosh. Um, it's definitely not for everyone. That's no, for sure. right. And it's just like, I'm not going to slip and die here. I need, pro- you need proper shoes. I would say that don't do normal running indoor shoes outside in the slippery like ice. So, but um, I think those that have like, ultimately, if you're coming back to a gym, you've kind of started to come back. Um, a lot of people did, as I said, did adapt and get a home gym, which is great. Um, a lot of people find it very, very convenient. It is very convenient. Like you don't have to like drive anywhere, especially in the cold winter. You don't have to go start your car and like freeze going in and out of the gym into the car. Um, so you're able to do it wherever it may be in your house. So that is a great thing. But ultimately, like what the big thing that gyms do provide is that whole group atmosphere and social sort of thing, right? So that is one big advantage that they're going to have that people are going to, to do like, to like, um, lean towards, because as we kind of talked at the very, very beginning, not a people do, not a lot of people really enjoy exercise, but they do enjoy doing it with their friends, right? Like misery enjoys company, right? So that is a, a very, very good, like that, just a, a great thing that gyms can provide. And I think slowly as like people build trust back into like not being shut down again, then they'll start to kind of recommit and everything. Um, so it is, yeah, it's gyms and like restaurants and like a few of those other ones are in a very, very tough spot right now, but um, ultimately things will smooth over. And I think, I do think people will go back in because that whole group atmosphere and gyms can just also provide a lot more equipment than uh, most home gyms can yeah, totally makes sense. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking for people who are going to quit today and I can buy all their home gym equipment later and cheaper. <laughs> yeah, quitters. Love no, it was like, it was like, it was slim pickings there and like dumbbells were getting jacked up. And it's like, everyone yep. was kind of taking advantage of it. And I was like, oh man, like 
gosh, that sucks. There were some people in like Facebook Marketplace and it was like lead pipes with concrete, like 50 pound barbells. I was like, no way. I I built it. I built a squat rack at a two by fours last, like the first shutdown. Yeah, I saw that. That was impressive. Yeah, you (laughs) can't buy wood though. Same thing. I got, yeah. Yeah, it was a little, actually, no, I got it just before wood got it all jacked up. So I I built like a, a squat rack for like 80 bucks. It was perfect. And I didn't die. And I had no idea. What I, was I was just like, I saw a photo. I'm like, pretty sure I can do that. And I just started screwing boards together, all that sort of stuff. I didn't even like get the right angles and the support stuff. I'm like, if I die, I die. It's yeah. <laughs> get, get jacked or die trying. So uh, we do talk a lot about motivation and uh, you being the one who motivates others. Uh, how, how does Talon stay motivated? How do you, where do you look for motivation um, and how do you keep this energy going? Um, so yeah, going back, like, I don't really worry about motivation. As I've said, I, I rely on like sort of like my why, right? So I have a couple, um, a lot of it too is because I have two really because uh, a, my business is fitness. So um, like I want to practice what I preach and things like that too. Right. So um I do what I do to help inspire people um, to help grow my business because I need to a make money as much as I love doing it for people. Like I, that's my main, main reason, but yeah, I still have to like pay for my house and things like that. So um, that drives me. Okay. But also like my biggest one is, is my daughters. So I want to um, a normalize like fitness. Sorry, there's a fly going on there. Um, I want to normalize fitness for them and a healthy lifestyle. Okay. So it's not like, cause how many people have you met? Um, and even maybe in your life, like you don't know what to do, right? Some people have no idea what a carb is. Some people don't know what a protein is or, or what, um, a fat is. Right. Um, I always like throw my wife under the bus and she probably is going to hear me say this, but like I remember she didn't know what a carb was. Right. Like, and it's she's right. like one, I came home one day and she's, she made chicken and like sweet potatoes and, uh, um, uh, sweet potato and rice. And I was like, Oh man, those are two carbs. And she's like, no sweet potatoes, a vegetable. I'm like, it's still a carb. Right. And so it's just like, yeah. worse. so it's, <laughs> she totally hurt that. I'm going to get in so much trouble. No, um, but yeah, as a like, type so- one diabetic, I totally know what that is because a lot of people don't know, like they're like, Oh, it says sugar. I'm like, it says three grams of sugar, but 25 grams of carbohydrates, like mm-hmm. totally different things, but yeah. they're all still going to affect me. Right. And like carbs aren't bad. Like you, like I've over the past, like three months, I've lost like 20 pounds and I have like 250, 260 grams of carbs a day. So like, don't like for people who think carbs are bad, like that's, that's like, there are times where you need to manage things, right. Or change things, right. Like, sure sugar like avoiding sugars and things but a lot of people don't realize they even know what a sugar is or where sugar is like um you think a cereal is healthy it's like no no like chances are it's not unless you're buying like um gluten-free rice cereal checks like with like two grams of sugar in it like your cereal is not healthy probably right like or it's like healthy canola and it's like okay yeah you still have like 18 grams of sugar per serving Mm -hmm. right like we're only supposed to technically have like I don't even, I think like in a day, our daily consumption should be uh, like around 18 grams of sugar. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, orange juice is really healthy for you. Why? Because it's from a fruit, but literally realize they pump it full of sugar 
to make it taste better, right? So it's like, I want to make sure my daughters know that how to eat healthy. Okay, well, my one daughter doesn't eat anything right now. I don't know how she's living, but just off of like cheese and, and granola bars. But gosh, she's a snacker. It's ridiculous. I make these like really nice meals and she doesn't touch it. It's like, oh my gosh, come on. She's like, where's my mac and cheese? I was like, oh my gosh. And then my other daughter just like eats everything. It's like, you get your hands in the way and you're really going to lose a finger. But so I want to back on track. I want to um, show them how to eat healthy so that they, when they do go off on their own, like I'm not going to force it upon them, but they do mm-hmm. carry that knowledge. And like, it goes back to the whole, like, you cannot control, like I can't control what they're going to do. I can influence it. So by me making these healthy meals, teaching them about it, then when they're off on their own, they can make their decisions their own decisions but it's a, that's what i can do i can give them the tools to be successful but i also want them to be comfortable with exercise and comfortable going into a gym you're educating them right you're, yeah. you're giving them the tools because education is power exactly. and so they have the right or they can make their own decisions you know making mac and cheese or whatever but they're educated in knowing that maybe i can make the mac and cheese with cauliflower instead of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whatever and yeah, my four-year-old um, figured that out pretty quickly too and she's like no i was like really she's like she sees one pepper like touch it she's a like, pepper i'm not eating this i'm like you haven't even tried a pepper come on you'll like it no no i was like oh my gosh apparently she's exactly like i was so my mom likes to be like oh well sucks to be you <laughs> get. but yeah it's, so it's, yeah it's like teaching them and, and just normalizing a healthy lifestyle um, yeah, it will become like, natural to them. Yeah, like my daughter now, my four-year-old, she's like, oh, I, everyone, because she broke her leg. She's good now. She got it off today. But um, she's like, everyone's like, oh, how you doing? She's like, yeah, it's okay, but I can't work out. It's like, oh, my gosh. And she's like, I want to do some squats. I want to do some burpees. I'm going to go running and things like that. So it's just like we we don't – like we forget that – and I really – sorry, I haven't really like – told her to do any of this sort of stuff but we as parents forget that these kids are like total sponges they soak up everything so by me and my wife leading this healthier lifestyle they are that's just going to be their normal and so it's like okay hey you know what i do want to work out i do want to do this and i i do have an idea of how to exercise and and be healthy so like that's my my huge major one uh, why? And also, I just, I don't want to be normal. I don't want to be like, I want people to think I'm crazy because if I, they don't think I'm crazy, then it's just like, what am I doing with my life? Right. I'm just like kind of going floating through life. I don't want to do that. I want to have a fulfilled life. And, uh, the crazier people think I am, I, I, that just feels me a little bit more too. Right. So <laughs> I do remember uh, hearing, um, you know, kind of your childhood is like developing and learning how to talk and your actions are like accents. So, you know, different people may speak the same language of English, but depending on where you're from and how you grew up, you may have an accent that goes along with it. And that's how your lifestyle is going to be is the way that your parents teach you how to talk is going to be that accent that, you know, goes into the the rest of your life and how that be fitness and how you treat other people. That's kind of all how it works out. And I was I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, that's a that's a that's like a pretty good analogy. So yeah, thank you. I'm gonna use that. I'm stealing it, and I'm gonna take the credit. No, I'm just kidding. Go for it. It's all <laughs> yours. It's, uh, I'll credit. I'll credit. Credit David Marshall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that's like the, the reason why I, I do it. And it helps me like when I start feeling those unmated, unmotivated parts, like that's, I start thinking about all those sort of reasons too. Um, and, and then I just also just really like to feel good. And, um, knowing that I, even though the workout was hard, I know that it is less hard than it would be, um, than me beating myself up for the rest of the day, knowing that I didn't do it. Yeah. Amazing. Well, Talon, thank you so much uh, for coming on and being a guest on today's episode. Um, at the end of every episode, we always like to give our guests just uh, just allow them some time to make a shameless plug. Uh, let people know what you're up to or what uh, you want to bring attention to right now. Uh, yeah, well, hey, first, thank you very much for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm extremely grateful that you guys reached out and, uh, and had me come on here. So thank you very, very much. Um, and then, yeah, like, um, as for like a little plug, like, yeah, uh, accepting clients <laughs> for like <laughs> online fitness and nutrition, like, um, um, coaching. So I develop plans, I coach you through them and things like that too, and help develop these tools to help you become successful so i'm not always going to be there with you um you do have the ability like we do talk on a daily basis but um ultimately it's kind of you doing the work and i'm helping you create the tools to be successful so that's what yeah talent can i just ask because you do this online so if somebody who's listening in the united kingdom wants to be coached by you that is a possibility is that correct yep Yeah, I can kind of do it all over the world. Um, So that's like the one big, huge thing is like when I used to work at a gym, it was kind of like I was just localized to that. Um, And now I have more reach. So which is kind of nice. Um, And that's part of why, like, I also started my podcast, too, to help reach more and more people to get outside of my circles and just help more and more. So the more people I can help, the better. Um, and yeah, so if you're looking for more information, you can t- check out my website at builtbytalon.com, Talon with two L's, T-A-L-L-O-N. Um, check me out on Instagram, Built by Talon or Facebook, same thing. But yeah, like if, if people are looking for um, guidance or just like a plan, uh, I am here to help and I would love to kind of help them out kind of thing. So thank you for letting me uh, kind of slide that in there. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for coming on. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for watching and listening to this week's episode of the Food and Fitness Podcast. Join us next week when the hosts of the Food and Fitness Podcast sit down to reflect in our team huddle episode. 